Lee, why don't we franchise? That's a great question, Luke. We are the Williford Brothers. We're going to answer that right now. Welcome to another episode of the Williford Brothers. We are your hosts, Luke and Lee Williford. We're excited to be with you today. We're going to be ironing out why don't we franchise or why haven't we franchised our our business model. Have you ever thought about it, Lee? I have, yeah. I've spent a lot of time thinking about it. In fact, we have a full story to tell you today about our franchising journey. Absolutely. So, where do we start? Yeah, where do we start? What year was that when we looked into it? 2020? Uh, 2019. 2019. Yep. 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 In fact, uh, we, we tossed around the idea in 2016. I had a pretty good conversation with some um, industry titans and told them, yeah, I could see it on the horizon as once technology was able to allow for auditing and um, more streamless collection of mm-hmm. franchise fees. Uh, things like that, that, yeah, it looked, sounded like a pretty good idea. And so we decided to franchise. Yep. In 2018, late 2018, mm-hmm. uh, we had created our payment system, Freedom by IPS, our uh, company's interactive payment systems. And we said, how can we monetize uh, this great payment system that we've created and, uh, and sell it nationally? So we said, let's franchise, hold the payment system to franchisees only exclusively. Um, We've got something proprietary um, that would really help. Um, But long story short, we didn't realize duplicating ourselves across the country would be difficult to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And it would be legally binding and just a whole lot of uh, different different things. So we actually uh, hired a uh, franchise consultant, um, spent quite a few dollars uh, going out and uh, learning uh, anything yes. we, we want to do. We want to learn and make sure we're doing it just like you guys are doing if you're watching this. You want to learn uh, about the laundry industry or life or leadership before you get into it. So we yeah. wanted to learn as much. So From we were, someone who had done it. Yeah, yeah we were reading books uh, on franchising. Both praying about Praying a lot. And, um, you know, long story short, they ultimately uh, decided against it, obviously. But let's talk more about that journey. So we started. We wanted to do it. We got the uh, legal entity name. You want to share that? Yeah, Rocket Laundromats. We were going to be Rocket Laundromats. Um, Somebody will probably take that and play with it. Soon after, I saw a few Rocket Laundromats come. We had the logo and everything. We were going to go national uh, with our brand. You can't brand the Wash House Laundromats because it's not a trademarkable name. So we're going to do Rocket Laundromats, and we were going to base the model off our dozens and dozens of locations here in North Carolina and spread slowly across the country. Um, Well, we went out and did everything we needed to do, got our, uh, what's it called? FDD. FDD, Mm -hmm. uh, Financial Disclosure Document. Um, You know, we both were heavily involved in writing our handbook for the franchise, and um, then we, uh, we started to pursue it, so at Right when we became uh, legal, we had several people wanting to sign up and write us pretty good checks to to start this thing. Yeah, it's amazing how much capital there is out there just waiting to invest in something. Absolutely. So we were working with several different personalities, and um, I think one of the big things for me, you know, uh, 
the guy we were using had had built a successful franchise business so he knew all the ins and outs and he said you're gonna have to talk to you know 50 or so people on the phone for an hour before you have one um you know who who wants to commit to you and that was a tough obligation for us because the lifestyle of owning laundromats is one of the benefits um you know we work extremely hard but it also provides a nice lifestyle we're not having to clock in every day with anyone although we we come into the office a lot work from every where we're at but uh but this uh franchise thing we we really wanted to do it and our eyes were open to do something nationally i think Mm -hmm. because our payment system allowed us the opportunity to do yeah our heart's desire was to get our payment system out there to the best operators in the country and how Mm -hmm. do we do that we we make sure that they are franchisees that way we can teach them each integral part of the business business um Mm -hmm. that way we know they're they're doing it right and that they're set up for success yes um and people do that throughout different industries yeah you hear these incredible stories of mom and pops who kind of fit a niche market and they create a brand and before you know it they've got 500 locations throughout their region or the country and they're serving a lot of people which is awesome yes it is and there are franchises within our industry and so there are people out there um, who are presenting the opportunity to those people who are willing and able to franchise uh, within this industry. Um, it, it's been done before. It's been failed before. I think it's going to be really interesting to see where the incorporation of technology lends itself to making some sort of franchises viable. Um, but why why didn't we? So we had two or three people ready to sign a few big personalities and one actor. I mean, he was he was pretty big time. Um, anyway, ready to sign on the dotted line and, and write us a pretty pretty substantial check to get uh, rocket laundry mats off the ground. And through much prayer, uh, Lee yeah. and I both couldn't come it was a to tough couple weeks or so. Yeah. yeah, we couldn't come to that peace is. with it. We prayed a lot about it both together and separately and well i mean just what does your gut say what does your gut say and at the end of the day we we uh believe the lord spoke to both of us and said you know the best return on our invested time and energy and uh capital would be to continue to grow our company um, corporately Mm -hmm. and and not offer the franchise which was uh tough because we had already pursued this we had some invested time kind of like the Range Rover story, but you <laughs> learn when you make mistakes. Um, so we learned through the process. We lost quite a bit quite a bit of capital, but we learned uh, through that in the process. Moment. Yeah, we lost some cap- capital in the moment, but probably, probably saved probably it on saved. the long, <laughs> yes. long run. Capital, our marriages, our relationship yeah. between the two of us. So we looked at the whole picture, uh, prayed about the whole picture, and yes. decided against franchising. Yes. Um, it does. It, it definitely commits you as the franchisor to, as you said, different personalities, different people who are now legally who with whom you have a legal obligation. And so that's a that's an interesting relationship to have a contractual obligation where you have to deliver specific things which are outlined in an FDD. Um, but also as the franchisor and as high of a level of expectations mm. that we have, we knew that what we wanted to set was a high bar mm-hmm. and that there were going to be people out there who did not meet that bar. And so I think both of us had a little bit of reservation bringing those people into what we have built and them not meeting that expectation. And then what does that look like? It's a legal fight. And yeah. 
I don't want to have a part of a legal fight. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> we decided we did not want to, to go down that road. Yeah, we like to look five years ahead. And I think we both mm-hmm. look five years down the road, which we are now. Yes. And um, I think we we thank ourselves, and we do, that we decided against that decision. And the Lord spoke so clearly to both of us about mm-hmm. franchising and and uh, and going that route. We decided against it, and we've grown. We've added, phew, I don't know, right, do- dozen dozen mm-hmm. locations. Um corporately since then and uh yeah like lee said i mean i'm a people pleaser um and we set a pretty high standard so we would have our expectations would have been high and we would have made sure we wanted to be there from from lease negotiations to build out to profitability and all Mm -hmm. of those things for our franchisees and i think one of the big things that we were able to do it wasn't our plan a you know i think some of the franchises out there um that's their plan a they don't have a successful um you know laundromat operation so they're franchising um to grow which is fine as long as you you know support your franchisees and you have a business model that works but we had built a corporate business business model that worked worked and had scaled it already and uh, wanted to continue to scale it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we kind of at the end of the day said, instead of, you know, showing and holding the hand of others as they walk through it to continue to build it, our build our own entity and uh, look each other in the eye when we make decisions, you know, uh, look each other in the eye and not, uh, and the Lord and and not have to talk to a bunch of different people or, or worry about legal constraints. And I mean, we don't even take liability of people's clothing. Uh, we only do self-service, uh, you know, yes. in our facilities. So we yeah. were we were going to be really taking on liability, getting yes. into these legal Time things with. Uh, mm-hmm. And like Lee says, a lot of times I'm I'm not. Uh, married to anyone except my wife and uh so i don't want to be legally obligated to anyone except my wife um you know not at that level yeah Yeah. one interesting thing i observed um throughout the process and even now is a, a lot of franchisors are serial franchisors and so they have come into our industry saying you know the laundromat industry both self service and full service is just ripe for franchising. And so you have someone who has a franchising background and mindset coming in to try to implement that into the laundry industry. And we came at it in the exact um, opposite perspective from the opposite perspective of we have built a business model that our family has been building and we are part of uh, for decades. And we wanted to franchise it and discovered that, yeah, it's, it's tough to do, yep. especially Absolutely. if you want to uh, continue to grow and not have that connection of 7% <laughs> with every franchisor. Um, because within our industry, you can certainly have um, a higher return on your uh, invested capital than a 7% return if that's what you're going to have to, uh, connected with your franchisee in, as a royalty fee. Absolutely. Yeah, it was a learning experience, and we're we're continuing to learn. But uh, we're thankful for that experience. And um, yes, mm-hmm. yeah, I think the laundromat business is different than a McDonald's or a um, you know a hot dog stand. I was thinking years ago in 2018 when we were looking into doing this, I said, man, if if you can franchise, you know, selling 
you know, ice cream cones or duck donuts, uh, one of the local North Carolina yeah. franchises that came about. Um, we could definitely do laundromats. We know it really well. But there's a lot more to laundromats. I think the build-out's important. The infrastructure that we utilize. Um, yeah. it, Based it, on knowledge that uh, you especially, as you uh, lead those projects, have gained uh, from the practical side. Yeah, and we take for granted a lot of the work me and my team do on installations and connections and the contracting I do on on, with the electricians and the communication, I've got a team of subcontractors we work with. And finding that and building those relationships for other people in other areas I saw was going to be a challenge and I mm-hmm. think is one of the challenges that franchisors will have. Yeah. Um, it's a, tra- a trade-off for – there's definitely a trade-off there mm-hmm. in that model, yeah, because you, you sacrifice a lot, uh, a lot of quality – um, to try to just get as many things out there as possible. Yeah, and I think it's a way to um, it's it's almost a way to grow without using your own capital is kind of what franchising is or franchisers do. Mm-hmm. They use the franchisees' capital to grow, right. and also the franchisees, uh, you know, uh, efforts. Wor- efforts work um, their risk tolerance, phys- <laughs> physical being at the location for a seven percent return on those and both are invested in success of the business. Yeah. Um, so I, it's been proven franchising has been proven to work, yes. uh, but it wasn't for us. Mm-hmm. And, uh, what advice Luke do you have to somebody who's listening to this and, uh, thinking about franchising in this industry? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would say, you know, court them, look at everything, look at the details, listen to this, uh, podcast. I, you can do a lot of, uh, well, trying to say the right things here you can do a lot of different things you can learn to do it a lot of different ways but i think i would look for someone who's proven themselves um, with number of locations and i would talk Mm -hmm. to other franchisees and not talk to the franchisor quite as much of course the franchisors uh, got incentive, yeah. um, whereas the franchisee may not. And I've talked to some franchisees across the country with different franchises that are extremely happy and profitable. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've talked to others who, who aren't. So talk to the franchisees um, and and see what the experience is like from the customer standpoint. We always like to view things from the customer standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the franchise model, the franchisee, is the franchisor's customer. Mm-hmm. Um, That's right. Although the end customer is the laundry customer who's the only one spending money and money goes from the <laughs> laundry <laughs> customer uphill to the store owner, to the distributor, to the manufacturer, which is another episode we'll talk yes, about. The how flow of money. The flow of money <laughs> in our industry only goes one way. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll cover that in another episode. Um, but that's a little bit about our franchising journey. Um, uh, rocket laundry mats was a fun, uh, venture that we did. It didn't take off, but we didn't lose a ton and we gained a lot of knowledge and wisdom. And I think it helped us clarify our vision for the future. And it's a lot of the reason why we're sitting here today with a dozen more locations, because if we would have taken our time and effort over the last few years and put it into franchising, um, I think that we would 
possibly regret that um, decision. Mm-hmm. Although we may have a, a dozen or more locations across the country, I think the ROI is We better. wouldn't be doing this. <laughs> and we wouldn't be here with you. <laughs> We'd be uh, tied up with holding franchisees' hands, I think. I'd probably be going, hello, it's Luke. <laughs> yes. Uh, Thank you for calling Rocket Laundromats. <laughs> yeah, I did that quite a few times. I may have talked yes. to some people here. Yep. And we had quite a few interested and several ready to sign. I yep. mean, Big big checks, yeah. but uh, I think if you're if you're listening and you're thinking about uh, buying into a laundromat franchise, uh, think about three things: uh, whether you want to buy a franchise and vet different franchise indus- different industries that franchise. Uh, think about franchising within our industry, like Luke said, vet those opportunities, talk to franchisees, and get their perspective. Uh, because they are an existing customer of that franchisor. And think about buying one single laundromat and the capital needed to buy that store and pouring into that one store and it being a a large part of your portfolio uh, rather than um, doing some sort of franchise. Definitely not anti-franchising. It's an excellent opportunity to get into um, an industry pretty easily. But just make sure that there is value added uh, that that franchisor is bringing to you, that they they are bringing you value and that you are not somehow bringing them legitimacy so that they can add you to their number of franchisees so that they can continue to to sell franchises. Yeah, the franchisor has to be dead focused on the success of the franchisee Mm -hmm. and it has to have proven profitable franchisees. Um, Next, uh, uh, paint and a logo and some things you can do if you don't choose to go the franchise route are very simple. You can go online, find a designer, um, you know, uh, someone who who can you can come up with a design for yes. your logo, Pat's laundry mats or Billy's laundry mat. Please use the name laundry mat in your laundry mats. Um, I see all these different names out there and driving by your customers not gonna know. So I shouldn't call my laundry mat coin laundry. You should not call it coin laundry. That just oh, screams man. zombie mat. <laughs> yeah, but it looks I've, so good on a half lit sign. I've been <laughs> in the stores that are still called coin laundry, and it's brand new equipment. Um, but why didn't you change the sign or brand the store? Build a brand. Build a Build brand. Build a brand, um, whatever you do. Yes. And I would challenge somebody to take that 7% and put it towards marketing and instead of going with a franchise. Z yeah. um, early on. Yeah. Once you get a successful laundromat, you definitely won't need 7%, but, but yeah, I would, <laughs> early I, would on dare to, that, yes. I would dare to say, and, and the royalty fee may be what $50,000 per store for some of these franchisers, yeah, the yes. um, mm-hmm. you know, save that or, or utilize it. And some of them, the franchisors may have a good, uh, you know, buying through the manufacturers and can save you that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know those questions, but, uh, or the answers to, to some of those questions because we ended the pursuit. <laughs> we were going to franchise our business model, which we have pretty nailed down and even from construction um, and just decided yes. to continue to grow corporately. And that's what we're doing. I mean, we got one store under contract and another, I think, right before we hopped on this this podcast that we've got so uh lord's really blessed us um but nothing against franchising if you're a franchisor um you know just make sure to add value to your franchisees make Mm -hmm. sure they're profitable and always think long term we're always looking 5 10 20 years out 
and uh, and try to place yourself there and say, what do I need to do now to get to where I want to be? And remember, there is a circle. You're not going to get there. Um, <laughs> yes, it, short-term it's goals. It's like driving on a ra- racetrack uh, yes. because the journey is where you'll be fulfilled, you know, and, mm. and it's a lot of fun. And franchising and the pursuit of franchising is part of our journey um, in early, late 2018, early 2019. Yeah. It was worth every dollar, I'd say. Absolutely. Every dollar that we, we put into it. Yeah, we decided against it. Those trade-offs are worth it. And yeah, I think we're a little bit wiser because of it. Thank the Lord. And then uh, after that, we decided to continue to grow corporately. But we said, what are we going to do with this payment system software, Freedom by IPS, which is fantastic. We decided to actually uh, sell it to a few friends and put it out on the market. And uh, then we actually decided against that because 2020 came and it was very, very tough to procure and manufacture in-house. But now we've decided to keep our payment system, Freedom by IPS, in-house exclusive uh, for our business model, the Wash House Laundromats. It's been a major operational advantage and a huge uh, differentiator for us within our market. Yeah, We've got a team of engineers that are full-time on staff, and uh, we manufacture right here in-house, procure and manufacture, and uh, we grow uh, IPS by growing the wash house laundry mats. And that's that's what we plan to continue to do. And that's kind of where the Lord's given us both peace in those companies. We share. Should I buy a franchise that only uses coin? No. (laughs) (laughs) So we are also, as we want to end zombie mats, we, we covered in a episode prior, the coin has got to be ended in laundry mats, uh, ownership, why would we want to end the coin? You may have listened to a few of our stories about all the theft that takes place, but I would say 95% of the acquisitions that we have where we buy a laundromat, uh, you know, the owner was getting robbed from. Yeah. Like every time. It's unbelievable. It um, and just from a customer experience, now uh, some of the VIN prices, our largest washer VINs for $12.50, our smallest VINs for $3.25. Well, $3.25 is 13 quarters. Yeah. Dropping 13 quarters is aggravating. 50 quarters. And yeah. then you think about the 12.50. Is that 50 quarters? Wow. Yes. So watch somebody drop 50 quarters and half of them get stuck and then they've got a – and uh, so, yeah, there's uh, – so what payment system should they buy? Well, ours isn't available, but <laughs> if you call That's us a, or reach out, there's a few different ones out there. We'll yeah. do another episode of, about card versus coin and, and yeah. kind of the reason uh, we created our payment system and uh, and how it's really blessed our customers, blessed our business model, and our brand. I think it's so important to create a brand. The one good thing about franchising, mm-hmm. or not the one good thing, but one of the good things about franchising is they do bring a brand yes. to the table and take some of the buying. the design work off of it and help you have a brand and they have some marketing stuff in yes. place, which helps. Yep. But if that brand is not valuable within your market, then you're just buying the the color scheme. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know, because it, it your your customers may not already know anything about that brand. And you may buy three locations and build them over time. It's going to take time to build that brand locally because laundromat brands were not tied. You know, we're we're not owned by Procter and Gamble, uh, so the brand that you build will have to start local. And uh, then once you buy your second store and you open your third store, before you know it, within your area, 
you are the well-known and recognized brand for laundry excellence. And that's where you become nationally known is you don't become nationally known. Typically in our industry, your brand is so important locally Mm -hmm. within a five, 10 mile radius of your laundry mat. And, and that's why growing your brand, uh, close to your other store and like we've done is is really just go a few miles up the street and put in another store you want to dominate the market because if i have one store here and then one 45 minutes away some a lot of people they might not even recognize that brand or two hours or three hours away you've really not really created a brand the brand of a laundromat is important not on you know, a national thing or not on the laundromat owner forums. It is important locally that your Mm -hmm. customers, the laundry customer know about you and you've got a brand. It's either good or bad, you know, so make sure that brand is good. And when they think of the wash house laundromats or whatever your laundromat brand is that they think positive, bright lights, clean floors, that friendly staff member, uh, well-lit, large-capacity washers and dryers. Yep. Um, it's, it's, it's simple. It's not rocket science. It's simple yet <laughs> profound. I use yep. that a lot. But um, it really is. And uh, the build-out and construction of stores is a challenge. Um, I think uh, franchisors having to scale across the country, that will be one of the challenges. And I know it is because franchisors have actually reached out to me and Lee, and we've talked to them a little bit about uh, those challenges that they have and meeting new contractors. That's why we've continued to grow here locally. If I have something come up today, I know the uh, the electrician, the plumber, yep. and those things. Leverage those relationships. Yep. Good stuff. Yeah. yeah. This was great. Um, I hope that answers the question, uh, why don't we franchise? Yeah. Uh, we tried. We decided not to. Yep, through much prayer, the Lord gave us peace, yes. and here we are. Um, nationally, we're hoping to build the Williford Brothers uh, brand yeah. and uh, really help serve others. Yeah. Share and, some knowledge, wisdom, insights with yeah, you. We've got a lot of No matter what your industry is, yeah. Absolutely. Well, yep. thank you for watching. Make sure to like, subscribe, and uh, we'll see you on the next episode. You can keep watching. Stay tuned. Appreciate you guys. Yeah.